What is it? It's your future. It's called a Stargate. Chevron 7 locked. Welcome to Walking Through the Stargate Allergy Edition. I'm Brent. <laughs> and I'm Zach. This is episode 47, and through our sniffles, we'll be talking about Stargate SG-1's episode, Point of View. And if you have not already figured it out by now, episode 47, which, Zach, is, by my maths, it's only three away from episode 50. That uh, is true. Yeah. That is we're, true. We're actually That's a big making, milestone. Yeah, we're making things. Um, you can find us, and you can tell your friends to find us on Google Play Podcasts, and on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify Podcasts. And when you find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, be sure to give us all the love, all five stars, nothing but five stars. And on Spotify, there's a little heart button thingy there, and you can just click on that, boop, and that will let people know that when they are searching in the podcast section of Spotify, and they're like, hmm, I wonder if there's a Stargate podcast. Indeed, there are many. And this one is a good one that they should consider. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so thanks for so, doing that. Brent. Yeah. Brent. I have some news to share with you. Okay. We have made it into the podcast world. And we know this because Uh you know you've made it into the podcast Uh world when somebody has decided that what you do is so bad, they Uh have to tell people about it. (laughs) Oh, oh no. We have hate mail. Well, okay, it's a review on... on, uh, 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 Apple Podcasts. We got it. We, yes. have a, we, we have a hate. We, we have a hate review. We have a one-star <laughs> hate mail message. Oh my gosh! Yes, we one are star. garbo. Absolute oh. garbo. You wouldn't be able to tell <laughs> this is a Stargate podcast if it wasn't in the title. So much meandering and unrelated content, Brent. We have unrelated content. <laughs> <laughs> You don't say. <laughs> Truth. Truth. <laughs> wow. So uh, we we have officially made it. Oh, that's honestly, that's kind of delightful. <laughs> <laughs> we meander too much, Zach. <clears throat> you couldn't tell that this was a Sparta Stargate podcast. <laughs> Apparently not. Um, <laughs> Unless so. I hit it on the other head. Um, whatever words. So, so, uh, just to remind everybody that this is a Stargate podcast for the rest (laughs) of this episode, every three minutes, we're just going to pause and say, Stargate, Stargate. Oh, oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Here, let me, let me start, let me start my stopwatch here. Okay. Okay. You carry on. All right. So, um, if you want to get a hold of us, you certainly can like this person, uh, tell us that we're absolute garbage on uh, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, honestly, I don't know what people are saying about us on Google Play Podcasts because I can't reach that very easily because, well, frankly, I have a lot of Apple stuff. Um, however, uh, you could also email us at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com. That is W-A-L-K-I-N-G-T-H-R-U-G-H-T-H-E-S-T-A-R-G-A-T-E at gmail.com. Woof! I tell you Ooh. what, I got newfound respect for you on that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, after your explosion last week. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. Uh, that, that was kind of fun. That was. Um, yeah. Or you can find us on Twitter, at uh, Stargate Walking, uh, where we comment occasionally. And by we, I mean mostly Brent. Uh, <laughs> and you can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We have mm-hmm. a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had some comments. So, Brent, our uh, episode last week 
on uh, Learning Curve yeah. elicited several different comments uh, <laughs> on that, uh, and we, uh-huh. <laughs> that was a fun little conversation there. Sure, um, good. So, uh, yeah, so things are happening, and... Yeah. Uh, Happy for that. It's, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, I think Brent. Yes. Stargate. 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 Oh no, we still have. Um, we still have. Uh, oh, I don't know. I can't tell how many minutes. But I'll. I'll have an alarm go off inside my earbuds whenever. Oh. Whenever oh, there's okay. a. When it's time to uh, say Stargate. I, I, I wasn't certain. I didn't want to mess it up. Okay. I, I'll keep okay. us on track. Don't worry. Okay. 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 Uh, so background facts about this episode, which is point of view. Uh-huh. This episode is directed by Peter DeLuise, who has done tons of Stargate. He is like a mainstay in it. If you want to know more about him, listen to our previous podcasts. The story uh, for this one is by Jonathan Glasner and Brad Wright and Robert uh-huh. T. Cooper and Tor uh-huh. Alexander Valenza. Whoa. And the teleplay really? is by Jonathan Glasner and Brad Wright. Uh, All right. Those are the two creators. And Robert C. Cooper becomes a... Uh, you know, an honorary creator as the series progresses, and sure. Tor uh, is here for a little while, and then he goes and does other things. Gotcha. Um, if you want to know more about any of those guys, uh, listen to our previous podcasts. Is Tor, uh, is he the guy that uh, did the non-entertainment thing a week or two ago? You mentioned that somebody did started doing non-entertainment stuff, and I was trying to figure out what that could be. Um, I think so. Uh, I okay. think so. So um, he gets into, like, the socks. Yeah, so he did... Uh, he he wrote Legacy, yeah, and so that was a couple episodes back, and he wrote a couple episodes in season two as well. And mm-hmm. one of those, I talk more about that. I think um, Spirits is his first one, so that's probably the first one. Yeah, gotcha. that's the one that I talk more about. Sure, uh, Tor about his non-entertainment um, work. Yep, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, this particular episode of Point of View does have a couple of guest actors n- worth noting. Mm-hmm. One is Jay Akavone, uh, who plays Major Charles Kowalski. Yay! Uh, yay, Kowalski's back! And we have our favorite villain, Apophis Peter Williams, back again. Yay! Uh, uh, complete with a goatee. Yes, Apophis with yes. a goatee. Uh, Apophis with a goatee. Oh, oh, oh uh, alarm. Stargate, Stargate, oh, Stargate, Stargate. Stargate, Stargate. Okay, all right. This is back. a Stargate podcast. Yes, in case you're wondering. Okay. So, uh, the original air date for Point of View was July 30th, 1999. Uh-huh. Uh, number one on the charts is Genie in a Bottle by Christina Aguilar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was her first one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, my gosh. So, way back in late July of 1999, yep. everybody was listening to Genie in a Bottle by Christina uh, Aguilar. Yeah. Uh, in the UK, though, they were still living it up with Ricky Martin's dun, Living the Vida Loca. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry. <clears throat> All right. Uh, in the box office this weekend, we had Runaway Bride. Uh, oh, which yeah. I remember is that. that uh, is that... Um, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, yeah. Wasn't it? I think with, so. With like, the tennis shoes on? Yeah. Yep. That that, that's what, that's what I remember. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember who plays the the male lead in that. Don't know. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, number two was the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, uh, I was just and, talking and about this so yesterday. The Blair Witch Project. The previous week was 17, and yeah. something happened in that 
time, and I don't know where it was before. I don't remember when it started. I totally but But I do remember when all of a sudden this little no-name movie uh, just exploded, and then it just jumped. Here's the week that it jumped to number two. Yep, yep. Uh, Still never seen it. Oh, well, too bad. I mean, too late now. You you know, you know, I did not know <clears throat> when I saw it. I was not aware of the the secret that it held. Actually, I'm not even certain I know what the secret is. Okay, well, then I'm not uh, going to th- say this, anything this, about it. Th- this is not a movie that, that uh, I, this isn't a genre of movies that I like. I don't much care for horror movies. 100%. At all. I'm right there with uh, you. And so... Uh, a movie like this doesn't even make it onto the radar of something I might even potentially possibly could consider being interested in. I so. would recommend that you, that you intentionally carve out a couple of hours and watch this movie just because it did something that is now done a lot, but it did it for the first time. It, it, it You're right. It is a horror genre movie. Uh, it's not gory. Um, but it is scary. And so, yes, it would be taking you out of your comfort zone. However, it is definitely something I think that you should watch just because. But if you don't, it's not the end of the world. Okay. Well, that was number two this weekend in uh-huh. July 3rd, uh, 1999. Number three was Blue, uh, Deep Blue Sea. Number okay. four, The Haunting. And number five, Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget. All right. Boop, boop. So, what was happening at about this time? Oh, on... alarm! Stargate, oh, Stargate! 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 This is a Stargate podcast. <laughs> July twenty sixth, a couple of days before this episode aired, <laughs> yeah. uh, there was fighting between Indiana and Pakistan in the Kargil War, and that it, came to it, an end. It, it was between India and Pakistan, not Indiana. What did I say? Pakistan. He said Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Oops! <laughs> you know those India, Hoosiers. India. Oh, they're, I almost did real, it again. There's something else. <laughs> India and Pakistan. India. Yes. Uh, there was about two two months of fighting, uh, and that was that. Uh, on July 27th, Tony Hawk is the first skateboarder to land a 900, uh-huh. and I meant to look up what a 900 was. Yeah. And I forgot to do that. So it's, um, I'm pretty confident that it is, uh, so if you rotate once, it's 360 degrees. And if you rotate mm-hmm. twice, it's 720 degrees. And so it's 180 degrees more than that. So he went, so he jumps in the air, he rotates two and a half times and then lands back on his wheels. Ah, well, that's pretty impressive. Yes, it is very impressive. So, on the 27th of July, 1999, Tony Hawk Rotates in the air two and a half times. (laughs) Yes. Hey, it was a big deal. And 20 years later, we still talk about it. You were apparently so. Yeah, there you go. Uh, On July 31, the Discovery Program, Lunar Prospector, NASA intentionally crashes the spacecraft into the moon, thus ending its mission to detect frozen water on the moon's surface. It did not discover any water, as I believe. It, they, I they, so they so they chucked it. They were just like, so ah, they were like no, ah, bang. They're, they're, they're like an angry three-year-old throwing <laughs> his toys on the ground. Who needs a $3 million dollar satellite anyway? Ah. 
I don't like it anymore. <laughs> I mean, somebody out there right now who's an astrophysics nerd is like, no, they did it for the size mob. And it's like, yes, yes, I'm making a funny, I'm making a joke. It's all good. <laughs> it's okay. On August 1st, Patronus Towers officially opens in Kuala Lumpur as the world's tallest building. Hmm. I, I didn't know it was uh, called Patronus. Uh, well, that's what it says. Oh, Patronas, right? But the spell Harry Potter is 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 Nis, right? Patronus, whatever. Yeah, it, it, it's not the same spelling as Harry Potter. Gotcha. Um, and it stands at fourteen uh, one thousand four hundred eighty three feet, or four hundred fifty one point nine meters. Yeah. Okay. So it's almost half a kilometer tall. Yes. Uh, and then on August 2nd, uh, The Sixth Sense, starring oh, Bruce Willis, alarm. Tony Collette. Oh, this Star- is a Stargate podcast. Stargate podcast, yeah. All right, carry on. All right. We are talking about Stargate. Eventually. We really are. Uh, and Haley Joel Osment premieres. Uh, and so that was also another one of those big movies that had a, sure an amazing uh, reveal at the end. That yes. Like, okay. So... Uh, that was what was happening around July 30th at this time. Uh, so I think, Zach, um, unless you have anything else to tell us about the environs of what was happening during this <clears throat> Stargate episode, uh, I think that it's probably safe that I can turn the alarm off because we are about to get into the Stargate episode of Point of View, right? From the television yes. series of uh, uh, Stargate. That, that would be fair. That would okay. be fair. I'll turn off the alarm then for, the, for okay. our Stargate podcast. Okay. For our Stargate podcast. Okay. Because we are walking through the Stargate. Stargate. Yeah. Stargate. Um, so, in the opening shot, uh, as the camera pans through the Area 51 uh, web, uh, warehouse, one of the first items that you see is that virtual reality pod from Stargate SG-1 episode, The Gamekeeper. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that. I sure did. Uh, but, uh, so they clearly sw- swept up a couple of those, at least, in the... Uh, Left one in there. As it was panning, I also saw a sphere that looked yep. remarkably like one of those communication spheres that Apophis uh-huh. had. Yep. Um, which made me think about things like, so did they actually take one of those? Or is that just, you know, rummaging through their prop closet and adding things? Or, <laughs> I mean, what does it mean that there is a long-range communication device for the yeah. Gua <laughs> in Area 51? I, yeah, the, it, those types of thoughts were starting to rattle around in my head when I was looking at the sphere going, is that a communication device? If so... Isn't that a little dangerous? But then I, you know, whatever, moved along. Because yeah. then we then we closed in on the shot for the episode itself. Which, by the way, I always find these things really enjoyably hilarious about how, you know, the warehouse in Area 51 is always conveniently arranged that the plot device is like, re- is just like sitting in the open ready to be used. Yeah. N- not in a crate. It, it, it <laughs> like, would have been really fascinating if... If this mirror was sitting on a shelf horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? I-, I think so. Okay, here we go. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, this is the first episode that we uh, hear the translation for the Gua Wuld word Cree. Yes. Uh, one of the, the first times, one of the, the, the big moment that I can imagine uh remember hearing it is is uh in the season opener 
uh, in this season where O'Neill is walking out towards the bad guys surrounding yes. the gate, and he's like, Cree! You heard right. me! Cree! And of course, we've heard it before, but but now he's like, what does it mean? And it means yoo-hoo. Yep. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, so one of the other tri- tri- trivia mentions is the alternate Teal'c and Apophis have a goatee, which is, of course, as we talked yes. about last time, yes. a reference to Star Trek's episode Mirror Mirror, yep. in which Spock's Mirror Universe counterpart has a goatee. So we Spock have the uh, evil Apophis yes, in the ultimate reality, Apophis. as opposed to the <laughs> other evil Apophis <laughs> in our universe. The, 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 the ever so slightly less evil because he's now dead Apophis. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I was a little disappointed that this reality's Teal'c did not have a top knot. I get it. I understand. He had to have a, he had to have a little bit of a, of a, I mean, it's not even a goatee. He just had a little patch. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, I was I was kind of hoping for Top Knot Teal to come back, but he didn't. Yeah, yeah. But but we have to designate that this is a different reality than that. It's an alternate alternate reality. Saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Um. So Peter DeLuise directed this episode, and Peter has a propensity of uh, appearing in his right. episodes. So where was he on and this one? In this one, you don't yeah. actually see him, but you hear him in the uh, interrogation video of Doctor Samantha Carter. He's the he one. He is the, the voice <laughs> asking the questions. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and later on, there was a panning shot of I think they were in the alternate reality, and there were some people who were like dead on the ground. And there was one shot when it went through, and I'm like, I wonder if that's also Peter. And yeah. I never went back to go look and see if it is or not. It, it, and just the, the glancing view of this in my eyes, like, oh, that could be Peter DeLuise as well. Well, uh, there was a guy I, that was in the hallway, slumped up against a bulkhead, and they just kept kind of like, you know, they, they went up and down this hallway like four times. And each time, he's just kind of slumped there. And I was thinking about him as like, you know, I wasn't thinking of Peter DeLuise because I keep forgetting that. But like, I was noticing, oh, there's that guy again. Nope, oh, there he yeah. is. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I, I don't know if that was actually Peter as well. Uh, probably not because, you know, who knows? But anyway, sure. there it was. Also, uh, this episode, well, Amanda Tapping for this episode got a nomination for Best Performance by a Female in a Dramatic Series for mm-hmm. the Leo Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did not win the award, but she did get a nomination, and this got me thinking, what the heck are the Leo Awards? Oh, okay. And so I looked that up. The yeah. Leo Awards are the awards program for the British Columbia film and television industry. Oh, They're okay. held each May or June in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Uh, They were founded by the Motion Picture Arts and Sciences Foundation of British Columbia in 1999. Uh, So she was actually nominated in year two of the awards. It might have been year one. Well, it was founded in 99. Right, but they actually gave awards in 99. Oh, I see. Okay. And they gave awards and have for the last 20 years. Yes. uh, And it was in 2000 that she received this nomination. This nomination. Uh, I see. The first thing okay. I did is I looked in 1999, and I'm like, searching Amanda Tapping, and then I'm like, I'm not seeing it anywhere. So, I said, oh, well, what oh, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Okay. Well, good for her. Um, and then finally, the, this episode we call it point of view in English. In other languages, in French, they call it on the other side of the mirror. 
Okay. Yep. Uh, Italian is also point of view. Uh, Czech, it's another view. Uh-huh. Uh, Hungarian, it's points of view. Oh, okay. And in German, it's Lebensline. Line, line. Oh, crap. I'm sorry, German friends. I totally butcher, butchered that. Anyway, butchered. it's Lifeline. <laughs> I can't talk oh, today. All right. Oh, so, uh, what was it? So, what was it in German? I mean, not the German word. What is it in English? It means Lifeline. Oh, gotcha. Lifeline. Yeah. 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 So, and in, and in another, let's see. Uh, okay. Russian isn't, and in Russian, it was phone a friend. Uh, they was, didn't have Russian on here. And in, and in uh, Portuguese, it was poll the audience. Sure. I'm making a who wants to be a millionaire joke, dude. Oh, never mind. Oh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm a little slow on the uptake sometimes. That's all right. This is the allergy edition, as we had mentioned. That's right. We're not, we're not firing on all synapses. Uh, that would be last episode's comment. That was a thinker. That was a thinker. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, this one's not so much a thinker. Nope. Nope. Okay, so shall we <laughs> yeah. dig into uh, this episode synopsis? Yes, yes. All right. For Stargate, for Stargate SG-1's episode, uh, Point of View for Stargate? Yes, for okay. Stargate. The Just Stargate check. episode, Point yeah. of View, because yeah. we're a Stargate podcast. Yes. And we have to talk about Stargate in the Stargate podcast. Yes, that, that only makes sense. That's, yeah, clearly. Okay, it's all quiet in an Area 51 warehouse. That is, until the quantum mirror SG-1 found on P3R-233 activates. On the other side of the mirror, Dr. Samantha Carter, complete with long blonde hair, and Major Kowalski, Charles Kowalski, are running from a ghouled attack. (laughs) After throwing a grenade to slow down their pursuers, the two step through the mirror into Area 51, and then shut it down. Mm Mm-hmm. Tripping an alarm, Dr. Carter and Kowalski are quickly surrounded by a large contingent of guards, complete with guns with laser pointers. Oh, that's right. For visual Some effect. of those laser pointers are not very strong laser pointers. They're very diffuse, but that's just beside the point. Yeah, yeah. Surrendering, the two are taken into custody, and they ask to be taken to Stargate Command. Since they have nothing to return to in their reality, they want to remain in this reality. Some of this is a little out of place because it just fits better. During the interrogation, Carter tells us that in her reality, the Gulwuld have attacked Earth and take, are taking the people of their planet as slaves. Some have escaped to their beta site, uh, but they were instructed to bury the gate there, so that's not an option for Carter and Kowalski. Many people were killed, and Carter and Kowalski have this harebrained idea of going through the mirror, and they barely make it through. And so they want to stay. Other notable differences include Carter never joined the Air Force. Carter mm-hmm. and O'Neill got married in the alternate mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. O'Neill gets killed by the Gua'uld in the alternate reality. Jackson never joins the Stargate program. Tilk remains first prime of Apophis. And don't forget the goatees. <laughs> A very important Critical difference of these alternate realities. Uh, critic- you know, if you want to make sure that everybody knows that you're in an alternate reality, you add or remove facial hair. That's right. That's just what you do, usually in the form of a goatee. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> or, or length of hair. Or length of hair, you know, yeah. i.e. the top knot. Yes, or exactly. Or the, the long blonde hair wig. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So like, Dr. That, Carter the, and... Yeah. What? Carry on. Nothing. No, I was going to make a growing on her joke. She already made that joke. All right. All right. 
Dr. Carter and Kowalski are allowed to remain at the SGC, though Kowalski will have to get over his feelings of mistrust toward Teal'c. Understandable, but yeah, totally gotta get over that. Colonel yes. O'Neill uh, visits Dr. Carter, and she tells him about their marriage and how he died. Talk about mind trip going on there. Right. Uh, she cries on his shoulder as he awkwardly comforts her. Awkward. Awkward. Yeah. Okay. Not long afterward, Dr. Carter starts suffering from some weird effect that seems to try to tear her from this reality. In the infirmary, she calls this entropic cascade failure. She wasn't surprised that this happened, but she didn't expect it to happen so quickly. She expected that it would take years. Mm -hmm. And if they were planning on staying on this planet, I would assume that they were expecting decades. But that's not talked about. Right. The Carters hypothesize that this failure is the result of two Carters in one universe. (laughs) If Dr. Carter stays in this universe, she will die. So she has only one choice, return to her own reality, a prospect that appears to end in certain death. But there is hope. Perhaps if they can contact the Asgard in the alternate reality, those Asgard can help them with the attack on Earth. Yes. O'Neill... In this reality, contacted the Asgard when he had the ancient database downloaded to his brain. But in order to contact them, uh, he needed to build a booster to give the gate the extra power it needed to contact them, the Asgard, uh, who were residing in a different galaxy. Yes. Unfortunately, that device, while they still have it, seems to be a single-use device. And so if this plan is to succeed, the combined power of two Carters will need to be united (laughs) to repair the booster. It's like Voltron. (laughs) Cartertron. Cartertron. (laughs) While they begin work, Kowalski teaches Daniel how to, uh, I don't know what I wrote there, but oh, operate, operate the controls for the mirror. Aha. Uh, not surprisingly, the combined power of two Cartertrons uh, result in a fixed and very convenient plot device. And yes. so the mission is a go. Yes. O'Neill, Kowalski, Jackson, Dr. Carter, and Teal'c, complete with his alternate reality Jaffa armor, step through the mirror to save the Earth once again. Like Voltron. Like Voltron, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, although Voltron is more like the, the, the galaxy or the world. I mean, I mean, so... This is a Stargate podcast. Let me continue. Right. This is a star. Right. After the team goes through the mirror, they are able to capture the alternate Teal'c. The Teal'c of our reality, we'll call him Teal'c Prime, gives Uh him the option of joining them against Apophis or dying. And with a shout of Shova, the alternate from the alternate Teal'c, Teal'c Prime immediately kills his doppelganger with a blast from his staff weapon. Straight to the chest. Straight. Everyone else is stunned by the existential reality of Teal'c killing Teal'c. (laughs) i was stunned i know i'm hijacking it a tad i was stunned that teal um like you know the the comment was made you were supposed to use a zat gun i was a little surprised that teal was like yeah we're not doing zats for this one like that that one felt a little (laughs) like a little discongruous anyway carry on he's like as i said uh ours our reality is the only one of consequence that's the part that i thought was a little incongruous but anyway moving right along fair enough all right, we'll move on. Teal'c Prime takes the place of alternate Teal'c and safely gets Dr. Carter to the gate. O'Neill and Kowalski attach the booster to the power supply. Jackson stays in the mirror room uh, looking for their reality because he had to turn off the, the mirror before. So, 
Carter gets right. through the gate to contact the Asgard. Unfortunately, the rest of the team is captured by Apophis and his Jaffa. And while Apophis is questioning the team, one of the Jaffa Guard kills the General Hammond of the alternate reality with the Zat gun. Uh, they're like, oh, come on! Then Jackson is also shot once. But before the bad guys can shoot and kill Jackson as well, the day is saved by the Asgard. The Jaffa <laughs> flee! Apophis is taken by the Asgard. Hammond is brought back to life. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and gets a peck on the cheek. Aww. Yes. Aww. <laughs> With the mission completed, reality prime members return home, but not before Dr. Carter kisses O'Neill. Oh, wait. No, you're not the right O'Neill. Sorry. Awkward. Yeah. Awkward again. You're yeah. not into this, are you? Nope. I'm not. <laughs> See you later. Bye. <clears throat> but we did catch that little shot of um of Major Carter Prime. Well, no, there's only one Major Carter, I guess, in this in this episode. In this of, situation, yeah. Of Major Carter being all like, ooh, twinge heart feels. Ah. Yeah, but but you also have the shot of O'Neill kind of looking and thinking about Major Carter and thinking Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah. Maybe? So I think uh, that our good friends over at the Chevron's Locked podcast, I can imagine that this episode uh, makes uh, uh, Jess feel uh, the best, probably. Oh, she, I, 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 she loves this interplay between these two characters. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they haven't even gotten to this episode yet, but uh, I'm. I bet you it'll yeah. be. There'll be comments. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Brent, mm-hmm. point of view. Mm-hmm. An episode of Stargate SG One. Stargate, Stargate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what'd you think? I had a good time. I like this one. Um, it was a little. Um, oh no, silly's not quite the right word. It was. Um, there was a definitely a little bit of just like extra convenient stuff at the end of it, but it wasn't really eye roll worthy. It was getting close, but it wasn't too bad. Um, you know, like uh, General Hammond. <laughs> General Hammond <laughs> coming back to life, all better. Yay. Like, yeah, I know. I'm all better. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. And also, I was kind of paying attention to the minute count there. I mean, like, like the the Asgard right in, like the cavalry, like literally with like four minutes left of the episode. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So, um, you know, it definitely was Deus Ex Machina. Now, uh, when Jack said, you know, like, uh, you know. I love those guys. Then I was starting to uh, kind of appreciate the excitement that people were having when we were first introduced to Thor. It was in Thor's hammer, right? Um, uh, or yeah. no, Thor's chariot. Well, was it Thor's hammer? Or Thor's chariot? chariot is when we first see Thor. That's yes, right. And and, and then we've and then we actually met him. I think SGC met him for the first time with. Uh, uh, fair game or whatever that episode is earlier this That's season. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I remember when we first saw Thor in Thor's chariot, one of the things that you mentioned was, this is the first time that we see Thor. And I was like, great. Well, now I'm starting to <laughs> kind of appreciate it of like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, they do kind of come in and kick butt. Um, yeah. And that's pretty great. Um, uh, I, I found it kind of, I tell you what, man, the Gould, they are they're 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 dangerous but man they number one they cannot for the life of themselves learn new tactics at all they're they're constantly marching in a column with nobody checking behind them is hilarious to me um (laughs) 
Yeah, right? Like stomping down the hall as loud as they can. And then the minute that they get caught by surprise, their first course of action is run away, run away. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay, right? That's fine. That's good for a television show. Really, it's it's totally okay. I'm just I'm just I'm just here to say that the Gould are bullies. They're bullies. That's what they are. They're bullies. Well, they are Um, bullies. That's absolutely true. Right. Uh, so yeah, so this episode, um, was it fun to see, um, uh, Amanda tapping play off of herself a little bit? Sure. Uh, I was really enjoying this. This episode did feel like it kind of took the inside joke thing and kind of cranked it up a little bit. Um, which was fine by me. Uh, uh, I can't recall all of the moments where it really did kind of feel like they were being really self-referential as far as how the funnies were getting delivered, but they were good. I liked them. Uh, there was a couple of cracks on um, um, on O'Neill, if I remember right. Uh, you know, oh yeah. Also, like you know, the gag where he is uh, not understanding what anybody has anything to say, but like you know, but everybody around them is just kind of swirling and whatever. I don't know. I thought it was kind of fun. <laughs> um, the the scene where um, where Doctor Carter and Major Carter are working on the uh, power booster thing, I, I like that one. That was that was well shot. That was well edited. Yes. Uh, uh, and, you know, good on the editing and also good on Amanda for delivering a couple of lines at exactly the right um, pitch and cadence uh, from two different positions. Uh, it just was good. I like that. I, I, or maybe you can they... understand why she would get a nomination for that, because I, playing yeah. off yourself like that with that particular scene, that would be hard because you have yeah. to record it twice yeah. and, and get the right pitch and cadence both times. But, I mean, it's not like I can just record it once for me sitting over here and then jump over there and record it right afterwards because there's a total costume and makeup change. That's right. That's right. You're right. Um, Part of me, though, you could, you know what? No, you're right. She did a great job. There was me going, I guess you could try to get away with it if you had, uh, you know, a stand-in sitting or standing that, that the actor could play off of and then also... You do a little stunt with the audio processing when you're actually mixing it at the end, where instead of listening to Amanda tapping, say that one line literally recorded twice, you drop the audio out of one, you duplicate the audio in the other, you sync it up a little bit differently and bang, it sounds like they're exactly like, you know, alike. But that's just me being a nerd. And who cares? It's not the point. Um, <laughs> well, there certainly would have been somebody uh, reading the lines opposite her. Sitting in that yeah, spot. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, um, that, that would have happened. Um, and, and yeah, they would have spliced the audio so that you had Amanda Tapping doing both lines in each cut. But but to to play off of yourself in that regard... Um, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's hard. Yeah. And she's good. Yeah. And she did a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I have a whole lot to say about it. Just because, like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, you know, it's an alternate reality show. Uh, episode yep. alternate reality episode and so you got all the alternate reality tropes and it's fine uh i did i liked the scenes where they were fiddling around with the mirror uh i don't know why i just thought it was kind of cool to be seeing all the little different things that could possibly be like this like the <laughs> apparently there's a gate on a beach like <laughs> oh, oh and uh by the way um that beach is uh from the episode fire and water uh I, i'm fairly oh, certain it's probably dude? not the yeah the fish dude yeah, uh, it's it's probably not designed to be uh, the same beach, but it right. is in fact the, the same the, shot. The same shot. Such. Yeah, right. Yeah, which is totally forgivable. Yeah. Um, uh, 
uh, let's see. Oh, I hey, and that one moment where 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 everything looked like it was exactly right, but it was not Major Carter there. It was Captain it was Carter. Captain Carter. Yeah. Close. Close, yep. but not quite. Yep. Um, um, yeah. You know, one the, thing I find interesting, they, they, it was just kind of an aside throw that, uh, you know, like the, the question was, what can we offer this other one? And, and Daniel's like, our fate. And I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. Sure, we'll run with that. Uh, but you think about it, though, um, it's really interesting. They're saying there were very few realities as they were searching for one that they could safely go to that didn't have the Gua'uld totally uh, hosing yeah. Earth at this point in right. time. And I'm like, right. wow. <laughs> right. Um, you know, that, that, that's, that's really interesting. I don't know what to do with that, but um, I guess we do have fate. Um, and I guess we, we did manage to pass that fate on to another alternate reality. Um, so maybe Daniel was right, even though it sounded kind of dweeby to me. Yeah, it did sound a little corny, but um, but this episode was a little corny, and that's okay. That's like, you know, uh, they, they they leaned into it too. Yeah, oh yeah, that's part of the reason why it was all right. I mean, if they had tried to lean away from it, it'd have been terrible, right? Yeah, like if they were yeah. trying to take this thing way too seriously, it'd have been it, there. There would be a lot of moments where there'd be eye rolling, but they weren't trying to take it too seriously. They were, uh, as I mentioned, I mean, ha- like half of the moments where I was chuckling, I'm pretty sure had everything to do with them being self referential. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, you create that kind of content as a service to the, to the fan of the show. And it's still fun. Yeah. It's still interesting. Like, if you were not a fan of the show and you watched this episode, hey, you know, there was action, there was intrigue, there was interesting stuff, there was sci fi. Um, you know, it wasn't a complete, you know, it wasn't like you'd be completely lost. It, it had good, it had good stuff. But the great stuff about the episode, you had to have been paying attention to the series. Like, you had to have been along for the whole ride so far. Right. Or at least that's, that's, um, that's, that's my thought on it. And, and I, think, I think we will discover as you move on, you maybe have already, uh, that that's one of uh, Pierre DeLuise's great gifts. Gotcha. Uh, as yeah. a director. Uh, sure. he, he can, he is, he's really good, I think, at, at the, the, uh, straight laced comedy right because i mean this this is kind of a, a goofy episode um, yeah, a little bit and, and and they play it uh with that you know that tongue-in-cheek quality and, and yet at the same time uh it's also very serious and very real that's right and um you know the, so to find that balance is challenging yeah to be totally. both uh, both uh, let, let's let's understand that these stakes are real, and at the same time, kind of poke fun at ourselves because this is kind of a goofy process. Um, and uh, Peter DeLuise, I think, is has, is a really good director for that, mm-hmm. and uh, I think this is an example therein, and we'll sure. see more of that moving forward. Yeah, good. I hope so. I mean, because he's 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 on deck to do another what. Six forty episodes or so a season? episodes. Yeah, right. Yeah, total. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, he's um, going to be a big there, part of this. There was uh, there is one thing that really pulled me out of it mm-hmm. uh, in this episode, uh, and that's um, when Hammond is getting tortured. Yeah, and they have that CG effect on his face. Yeah. Uh, now the idea of of that kind of distortion, um, I don't have a problem with. It's just that the CG is so cartoony for me. Yeah, it was like, yes. Oh, 
Yeah. I mean, they were consistent at least. So when they got hit multiple times, he saw his face, you know, it's like who framed yeah. Roger Rabbit type of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, that pulled me out a little bit. Uh, but, you know. There's, I mean, I'll, I'll agree in a slightly different direction. There's, there's aspects about the Google technology that we see, which, I mean, visually, it just looks terrifying. And like, if they've got a pain stick that'll make light come out of your eyes and your mouth, like physiologically and from physics, like that's terrifying, <laughs> right? Like, I'll, I'll grant you that. Like, I'll what? grant you that. What? And to make a face look like it's visually blurring? What the? What? Ah! That's 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 really bad. And yet they also are easily defeated by C four. Every time that a superior bad guy comes around, they run away. They always march in columns while stomping down the halls. Right? I mean, there's aspects about it that's like, <laughs> wait a minute. If you've got this over here, which is genuinely terrifying, and yeah, sure, in the context of a visually stimulating television show, of course it has to look spectacular. I'm overthinking it. But then on the other hand, you're also like defeated by a well-timed mouse in a hallway. Like what gives here? <laughs> like the, the, we can't, it doesn't quite seem like we can have it both ways, but yet we do have it both ways. And that's okay. Like I'm starting to kind of get the feeling that the ghouled are the, um, what's the best way to describe it? It's like the bad guy in like a slapstick comedy movie where, like, it's the first bad guy that you get introduced to. And it's not like that bad guy ever goes away. Still always has to be dealt with. But dealing with that bad guy is kind of small potatoes compared to, pan over here, this bad guy. Uh. And so, right, like, it's not like the ghoul can be ignored. They're, and the system lords in general, they're, they're, they're an ever-present threat. I mean, they're constantly trying to, to get in the way of what Earth is doing. I'm just starting to get the feeling that they aren't actually the bad guy. Um, they are a bad guy, but it's not like how it was in season one in the movie and in season one where they were the principal bad guy. And there was, and it was difficult to conceive of a bad guy that was worse. So if we are going to continue down this idea, this hypothetical that uh, the Gulwuld are not the bad guy, I do agree with you, by the way, that uh, the Gulwuld do tend to be that uh, mustache twirling uh, (laughs) black cape bad guy from a melodrama. (laughs) Yes, they will never suspect that I am going to capture the general and put a pain stick on his neck. (laughs) Tell me, tell me, where have you sent your generals, general? And I'm, I will capture your heroine and tie her to some train tracks. <laughs> They'll never <laughs> see that coming. Nobody will ever get it. <laughs> so Stargate. This is a Stargate podcast. This is a Stargate podcast. So yeah. if this is true, uh, what do you think or who do you think is the bad guy right now? Okay. All right. So you, you, you Zach, should know better than to ask me that question because I'm not thinking about what question you've asked. I'm now thinking about why you've just asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm deconstructing everything that we've seen so far through the lens of Zach thinks there might be a nugget of, of revelation that has already happened. Maybe, maybe not. You might be just leading me down a goose chase. It's fine. Um, oh, it's right. so fun to watch you squirm. Just, just, just spin my wheels on this one. All right, so let me just answer it just straight. Um, okay. I don't think that we have seen the bad guy, quote unquote, 
yet maybe uh i think that maybe we've been we've had an allusion to it uh there is an enemy that the asgard are contending with in another galaxy that might be the bad guy um uh but they're not here right now and uh if if i'm doing that meta thing where i just was like why is zach asking me this question and i'm thinking about who we've seen so far i'm not thinking of anybody yet that like stands out like oh it's them i mean I mean, unless it's the U.S. government, which always seems to be the other sort of mustache twirler in the series. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not the U.S. government. It's <laughs> the rogue agency within the U.S. government. Oh, that's Come right. On, I forgot Brian. about them. I, I seriously did forget about them because um, they went jumping through that uh, horizontal Stargate and I haven't seen them in a while. Um, that's true. Uh, but have I been seeing their impact? Uh yeah, I, I, I don't know, but yeah, I am definitely kind of in the spot now within the series of me saying, you know, the, the ghoul are getting to be almost uh, easy to deal with. You know what I mean? Like, not in a way to, that we can't take it seriously. It's a little like how in um, the Star Trek universe, how there was parody that was established with the Klingons and the Romulans pretty fast. Um, when they first came on the scene, there were aspects about them and their technology which represented serious threats. But within a relatively short amount of time, yeah, there would always be a moment where one of the sides got the upper hand. But generally speaking, they were kind of always on equal footing, generally. Right. Um, I'm kind of getting that same impression right now with the Gould. There's no question the Gould still, still maintain power over technology that if implemented to its fullest and with a decent strategist would probably completely level the SGC, SG one, the whole like the whole thing, like the whole thing would be bad. Right. But somehow they've got it in the Gould have it in their head that they don't need to think about this strategically, and so they just keep doing pea shooter moments, which humanity is able to fend off and actually kind of get in the way of on a regular basis. So, right. um, you know, narratively the, speaking, the, I am the Gould feeling less still have significant air superiority, and by air I mean like space superiority. Yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so long as they can come in a spaceship and blow us out of the water, uh, they're a major, major threat. Yes. On a global scale. Now, in theory, with the, uh, with the uh, Asgard Treaty, with the system lords, right. uh, that has been mitigated to some degree. Right. Um, and then when you get to... Uh, on the ground, troops fighting and whatnot. There certainly is a technological superiority with the Guawuld, but uh, the the SGC and their personnel have figured out that uh, if they use their gear um, intelligently, they right. can um, mitigate that uh, that advantage technologically. Yeah. So. I, so. So yeah, who is so, the bad guy? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll find out. We've got another seven and a half seasons to find out mm, that's true four five six seven eight nine ten yeah seven and a half seven and a half yep i can math you can anyway, math well, um so I, you know i haven't really explicitly turned the thing around zach i mean you, we've, you've been putting in your thoughts a lot here and there what what about you how well, how do you view this episode how do you like it you know i find this a fun episode i think that's clear um you know it it's uh kind of a popcorn episode you know yeah Whereas last week there was a ton of stuff for us to chew on, oh boy. Uh, such that we <laughs> we barely talked about the episode itself and talked about the implications of the episode, which is um, one of my favorite things to do. Yes. Anyway, sorry. As, um, 
And so, th- but this is uh, very, very much different than that. Uh, you know, it's it's really nice to, it's neat to see uh, a nod back to things that they have done in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw yep. the gamekeeper chair, uh, yep. which wasn't, which is just a throwaway thing. Um, but then we also see the mirror, which is a big deal. We see the indifferent alternate reality come into play. Um, I was pleased that, I mean, oftentimes alternate reality episodes can really go off the rails. Oh, yeah. You know, just in general. Um, and uh, ever, this did not we, do that. Yeah, if ever we have a conversation about Star Trek Voyager and where they go through the alternate universe, like th- I think oh. that's an example of it kind of going off the rails. That yeah. particular series really leaned too hard on the alternate universe as a source of plot. For the season, yep. like yeah. Anyway, uh, one of the things that just really rails I rail against with all time travel type episodes is uh, I hate time travel episodes. And Voyager did this way too often. Yes. Uh, where where by the time the episode is done, you're way back at the beginning. Yeah. So yeah. you just spent forty five or ninety minutes of television with uh, nothing for it, with nothing to show for it, because all yeah. of the character development, all of the whatnot, the story that happened. Uh, it didn't happen. Right, right. And they don't know it didn't. They don't even know it didn't happen. Right. Uh, yeah, so it's a this fun diversion, is, but it's just a flat out diversion. Yep. So this is nothing like that. Um, this, this, uh, you know, everybody when this is all said and done knows what's going on, and you know that alternate reality is. Uh, they've got some hope, but they've also got a global catastrophe on their hands, um, which is not at all. Uh, problematic really it, it'll right. be fine no big yeah. deal right we're all fine just now. That, yeah half yeah. half the world is obliterated but whatever yeah no biggie uh-huh um and how are you going to contact the people on the beta site because they buried their stargate so now what do you do all of the the leaders and the best minds in theory are now on the beta site you know what uh, that's a great yeah that you're right um, what do you do they're, with they're that? hosed yeah <laughs> um, you know i mean th- there's still hope but but of course you know, there's some significant of course this episode doesn't answer any of those but those problems still reside you know um, what oh my gosh i didn't quite think about it i was too i was way i was i was sitting there eating my popcorn i didn't quite think about it the motivation obviously the motivation for them to go through the mirror and to save the other earth was to save Samantha Carter. Uh, like, that that was the motivation, right? right. Um, and, oh, wouldn't you know what? You could also save that other Earth as well. You owe it to them, and you kick the, that, that ghoul in the teeth, and la, 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 right? But, Zach, you're right. Earth had made a, a, a critical point-of-no-return decision already. <laughs> they have sent their best off to the beta site. They have decided Earth isn't worth it. And so you're yeah, okay, there is still hope. <coughs> but strategically, back to our SGC and that table where they were sitting around trying to figure out what to do next, um, honestly, it was a bit of a blunder. Uh because if okay, maybe not. Because if 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 the totality of of Earth leadership over an alternate Earth has decided that alternate Earth is no longer isn't worth it anymore and they're moving along um then therefore they have surrendered it and sure okay our heroes come in and introduce an element that wasn't up wasn't considered and now like the thing that was abandoned can be repopulated but 
or not repopulated, but you know, like reclaimed. But you're right. exactly right. I forgot about it. It was almost a throwaway line. They buried the gate at the beta site. They're not coming back. Not not anytime soon. And they can't get right. a hold of them. Not anytime yep. soon. Now you might be able to make the argument that, and the the Asgard may or may not be willing oh, to do this. I but, see. You yeah. Know, you could potentially make the argument that the Asgard in that alternate reality uh, could then go to the beta site and knock on their door and says, "Hey, by the yes. way, we kicked the ghoul off. You can build your, you know, we can bring you back and and you know, yada yada yada." You, so you could yep. make that argument. Sure. But barring that, you now have uh, a significant cultural, economic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, intellectual mess. Yeah. Uh, on that, and there's a, and even if they manage to get the beta site people, uh, which still doesn't can't possibly number more than two hundred people, right? Um, uh, so you know, I mean, but it's still a big mess. It, it's I a mean, big mess. We're 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 still dealing with the aftermaths of Hurricane Maria in uh, 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 Puerto Rico. Oh yeah. Uh, to yeah, say yeah, nothing yeah. of of Dorian recently, and then the You're flooding right. that's happening now in in Texas. Um, but this destruction is on a, a scale of exponential quality. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Um, so it's just curious. I, again, I'm happy to be sitting here with my popcorn and not think that deeply in the thing. But Zach, you bring up a great point. Like, oh, this isn't quite the 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 hero's moment that it kind of was on paper. Well, it always, you know, I guess the, one of the questions uh, worth asking potentially is, does uh, alpha reality, our reality, uh, do we have any responsibility right. beyond what we have already done right. for this alternate reality? Right. Um, I don't know if I have a good answer to that. Uh, I, think- I, I want to be able to say, no, not really. Right. They're, right. they're on their own. But... Uh, um, I mean, we saved their butt. We gave them an opportunity. They they were totally annihilated virtually before, or they were going to be, and now they're not. So, um, and then the question becomes: Do you have a responsibility for all other alternate realities if you have access to uh-huh, them? In this world? Exactly. Which so, then brings yeah. us back to Teal'c's comment: Our uh, reality is the only one of consequence. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I still. It smacked me as, uh, I mean, I think I needed to have heard Teal'c talk that one out, or somebody talk that one out. Um, you're right, and it certainly is uh, a, a a reasonable conclusion that a person can come to, but uh, yeah, it's just something that I think that, it, that's I think of maybe why it kind of struck me a little bit weird, was that it was have- it just didn't seem like it was kind of the thing that he would say. Yeah, I have a sneaking suspicion that there was a conversation that met the cutting room floor. Oh, yeah. Because uh, yeah. he does say, as I said, our reality yes. is the only one of consequence. Yeah. Well, you haven't said that yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, and, and that would beg the question, what was that conversation? Um, totally. And, uh, you know, I mean, you get, you get some idea of that... Uh, I mean, was Teal'c hesitant to go on this mission? Uh, he did make the comment that uh, I don't like wearing this uniform, and then Kowalski says, "Well, I don't like seeing you wear that uniform." Right. Um, uh, but uh, you know, so I-, I wonder if there is a scene that was cut uh, that might address some of these hypotheticals that we're talking about. Yeah, probably was. I, don't know. I mean, it certainly yeah. it certainly was within the 
Within the construct of the original writing, it definitely seems like Teal'c at one point in an earlier episode said that this that 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 their alpha reality was the only one worth cons- being concerned about. Right. That alone um, would be worth a little bit more information. Yep. Um, but it also doesn't really fit the popcorn story that they were trying to tell right. initially. Yes. Yes. So it makes sense that that would get cut. But it doesn't help us 20 years later as we try to ponder the alternate realities. Naval gaze, yeah. Take take the episode yep. way too seriously. Yep. 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 Um, I don't really have anything more to add, I don't think. Um, I enjoyed this episode. It, it's still a fun episode um, to, yeah. to watch. It's even 20 years later. It holds up pretty well. There were a couple yeah, of shots of the Steadicam. I'm like, oh, hey, you know what? That's some pretty good Steadicam work there. Yeah. And, you know, um, I was also noticing their CG work, but, you know, whatever. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They did a good um, job. So uh, then, Brent. Yes. Uh, in the Stargate podcast that we do for Stargate, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I come and I ask you at this point in time in the show, uh, point of view. Uh, out of seven chevrons, how many mm-hmm. chevrons would you get it? Give it, Zach. I think you hit it right on the head when you said this is kind of a popcorn episode. Um, you pop your bag of popcorn. You plop down on the couch. You pull up this episode. You go for a forty-minute ride. You have a good time. You get to the end. The good guys win. The good guys win in kind of a, of a of a satisfyingly spectacular fashion. You get to the end of your bowl of popcorn, and then that's it. Show's over. Um, has there been much, uh, you know, pushed along in the universe? I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. I don't know. One way or the other. But it didn't feel like it. But it didn't have to feel like it. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. It was just a good time. So for me, out of seven, I'm gonna say this one. Eh, I'm gonna go with. Five. I was debating between five or six. Six just feels a little too good. Like it's not quite that good, um, but it's good. It's fun. Yeah. So for me, that's a five. Five out of seven. Okay. Now I have to look at this episode and think about this episode. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that I like to do in my head is, as you talk, I try to guess what you're going to guess. What you're going sure. to. Um, and in this situation, I'm like, mm, is he going to go with a four? And then I'm like, no, he's not going to go with a four. What's he going to go with? And then he's like, five or six. I'm like, wow, he debated a six. I'm like, yeah. Okay, yeah, fine. I was. I have for real. Um, okay. And then I think about this episode. I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, I think for the reasons you described, I think you, that you're right. I agree with you. I think this is probably a five episode. Uh, sure. There's a there's good story. Uh, Amanda Tapping's acting is really quite good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I mean, for somebody to act like that and be teary-eyed as she is for so much of the episode, yeah. which is very different than what we get as a standard from Major Carter, although Major Carter does at times uh, produce that type of emotion. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's just a very different experience. Um, and, you know, she clearly just lost her husband and has never had any time to process that. Right. And she's still moving forward, which is impressive in and of itself. Um, but I agree. I think all that stuff, uh, it's a fun episode. It's certainly rewatchable. You could definitely watch this again and again. Yeah. Uh, beyond the goofiness that I do because I do that. Um, also the fact that the story was got four creditors on it, uh, and it still holds up. Good point. That's right. Yeah. There were a lot of kitchens kitchens in that soup. (laughs) You got a lot of cooks in that kitchen. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Zach. Thanks. Appreciate that. Thanks for thanks for rescuing my metaphor. Anyway, yep, yep. Uh, oftentimes, uh, you get a big bowl of snot, um, and uh, this is not that at all. <laughs> That's what the Kleenex over here you. is for. Oh boy! So I will also. 
give this five out of seven chevrons. Nice. Excellent. There we go. Uh, Brent, we yes. just finished uh, Point of View, which is the sixth episode of this season. The yeah. seventh episode in this season is called Dead Man's Switch. Uh-huh. What is Dead Man's Switch all about? Next time on Stargate SG-1. Apophis, with a goatee, was suddenly transported to the Asgard ship. But what happened to him after that? We see as the Asgard are infiltrated by a a bad faction of Asgard who decided to take over Earth Prime. Why? (gasps) Who knows why? Who cares why? All they know is that they have one thing to do, and that is reinstate Apophis as a system lord within the Prime Universe. Ladies and gentlemen, we dive deep into the subterfuge of Asgardian politics as well as uh, forcing uh, forcing people to shave off their goatees so that they can get back into their reality with a dead man's switch. Where we're going to switch the Apophises, right? We're going we're to switch the dead one for the alive one. In order to keep going with Apophis in the Prime Universe. This is going to be great. Join us next time on Stargate. 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 This is a Stargate podcast. Stargate. SG-1. Dead Man Switch. Okay, so Brent. Yeah? Yeah? You started that, and I was trying to figure out where the heck you were going. Sure. And and you yeah. just kept going, and I'm like, okay, he's just plowing forward. He's plowing forward. I think he's going to crash. I think he's going to crash. And then at the <laughs> last minute, you made that pivot and turned, and you <laughs> and you didn't barrel into the wall, and you made me laugh out loud. Funny. Good. Um, Good. Ten. You were also wrong. Oh, uh, is that is that a fact? <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> While, while that might be interesting to watch, that is not what happens in this episode. Shall uh, we watch the promo? It. Yes, let's watch the promo. Okay, are you ready? I am ready. Here we go. All right, heads up. Next time on Stargate SG-1. Ooh. Your weapons will not penetrate the shield. The team is oh, captured no. by a ruthless bounty hunter. <gasps> Boba Fett! Oh, wait. Eris Bach. I don't think anyone yeah. of value. I give to the Goa Uld what they want, and they give back to me what I want in return. But is there more to his story than appears? They killed my wife, but my son still lives. He's a slave in one of Stokar's Nakwata mines. One day I hope to capture a prize valuable enough to trade for his freedom as well. It's all next time on Stargate SG-1. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, hey. Okay. All right. So, Dead yeah. Man Switch. Uh-huh. I'm looking forward to that. Got ourselves yeah. a little, uh, got ourselves a, got ourselves a, got ourselves a good guy, bad guy. Bad guy, good guy. Bad guy, sure guy. who knows? Uh, once again, we say special thanks to David for his yeah, work super. on those promos. Oh, and by the way, Brent, yes. I have decided, I thought about it for a while, and I decided to just do it. Uh, I am putting these promos up onto our YouTube channel because YouTube is owned by Google. And yeah. so if you have a Google account, you have a YouTube account. Uh, and so those are there. Uh, you should be able to poke prod and find them there. Um, I'm trying to be better at uh, actually getting those posted onto our Facebook page 
or yeah, cool. Facebook group. Um, Brent says he's going to do better at getting that posted t- links like that posted on on Twitter. But whether yeah. he actually does that, and by I say Brent said he was going to do this, this is me saying I, that Brent's saying he's going to do this. No, I did. Brent I, saying, I did. Uh, I did infer that I was going to do that in our conversation. That's true. That's true. Uh, whether or not I do is another matter. But fair enough. So yeah. we're we're trying to be more proactive. Uh, please help us by actually like talking to us because we're both <laughs> much better at, at, at responding to somebody else talking to us than to by talking just ourselves. Uh, we're kind of introverts. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, any other comments, Brent? Nah, this is a good one. Yep. This is a fun one. I liked it. Yep. Ready Tell for the us next what one. you think, mm-hmm. listeners. Please. Uh, email us, walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com, at Stargate Walking, Walking Through the Stargate Facebook, all of those things. Yeah. And with that, uh, I'm Zach. I'm Brent. And this has been Walking Through the Stargate, a Stargate Stargate podcast. podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, That was perfect. I think that's perfect. Yep. Bye. Okay, bye. Carter, dial it up. Get these people home.